This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Today I was joined by Danny Murphy and Alex Crook as we asked whether or not Manchester City are the only side who can have aspirations of winning the Premier League title this season. We also discussed Virgil van Dijk and Bruno Fernandes taking up the captain's armbands at Liverpool and Manchester United. And I chat with Nottingham Forest boss Steve Cooper. Who's going to challenge Manchester City? We'll get into this with Danny in a second. Who is going to open it up? Who are going to be the main rivals to Manchester City? Will it be Arsenal again? Will uh, United come calling? Who's going to do it? Will Ange's Tottenham even be in the frame? According to Jurgen Klopp, his early take in the season sounds like this. Nobody besides maybe City can have the real target to become champion again this year and all the other teams fight for Champions League and that's what we do as well and um, then the earlier you qualify for the Champions League and the, the further up you are there if you're second and in, in, in striking distance to, to first then you might have a chance but I don't know who will be there in a moment there are a lot of expectations a lot of speculations but for us it's um, not about that for us it's about the game tomorrow then Darmstadt at Preston and then Chelsea. That's the, the games I'm, I'm thinking about. Um, and after that, we will see. So that was Jurgen Klopp. Danny, this is your Liverpool he's talking about. Um, City's title. Um, and it's going to be damn hard for anybody else to prize it off them. What do you take? We haven't, even, we haven't started yet. Well, I think, I think the main reason for going with that stance is to take the pressure off the boys a little bit. I find it difficult to believe that with inside the four walls of Melwood, within the four walls of their own changing room, that they won't be saying to each other, we can do this, because that's what Klopp does. You know, he made them title challenges. He won the title for Liverpool with the belief and the group together having that belief when nobody thought they could. So I don't think he loses that. But I think I understand him erring on the side of caution because they've lost a lot of players and they've got a lot of new ones coming in and more to come. So it's an evolving Liverpool team. So he's probably just suppressing expectation a little bit. There might be a few supporters who want him to say differently. Yeah, but what is this? I mean, City Maris is gone. Gundogan's gone. Come on. They're there to be attacked. 
Surely, by the likes of Liverpool, by the likes of United. I think where, because Ten Hag talked, talked about it as well and gone down a similar route. And what they're talking about, look, they've won it, what was it, five out of the last six years? Yeah. So really, they are the only ones who can say, yeah, we expect to win the title. But there's a difference between expecting. There's nothing wrong with you and Klopp or Aaron Ten Hag, as far as, far as I'm concerned, coming out and saying, we're going to give this a good go. We'll be back. Because fans, fans want to hear that. But with Liverpool and this huge transition, let's not forget the players they've lost in terms of the seniority and the leadership qualities of Milner, Henderson, all those types. I understand it, but I, I think there's a bit of kidology there. Well, I, I don't believe he doesn't think they can But win. we don't need kidology. We want to hear what they really think. That's my view, Alex. I mean, when he starts yeah, off... but then no, you're putting yourself up to be shot down a little so bit. So what? Yeah, I, I'm... No, I, do you know no, what, Jim? I'm with you. I mean, when he says, Danny, nobody besides Manchester City can have the real target becoming champions again well, you this can, year. You can, he's, yeah, I think he's wrong with that because you can have the target even if you fail. But you've got to have the target. Yeah. Yeah. Andy Robertson told me up in Glen Eagles, towards the end of the season, he told them all, it's not going to be like this again next season. So they know. I don't think for a second Jurgen Klopp doesn't believe the group of players he's assembling, especially if he's got to get a couple more. We know that. I don't think for a second he doesn't think his coaching ability and the group of young players, hungry players he's getting together can't compete. They have to compete. Well, they they have to compete. Other, otherwise, why is he there? Exactly. They they have to be back there challenging for for major honours again because you look at the drop off last season, and you look at the previous season when they were competing on four fronts, could have won the quadruple. Mm. The drop off in points, the drop off in wins, the drop off in goals scored. I think Jurgen Klopp got away with it last season. I don't think he got as much criticism. Well, I think as maybe fi- other I, managers but, would if they if they overseen that dramatic decline. Yeah, I think I think the fact they finished the season so strongly and got somewhere near back to what you expect. Good, good, good round of fixtures towards the end of the season Maybe, as well. maybe. But it's, it's a big season for Liverpool and Jürgen. And it's I, a big season for United. I mean, what's Ten Hag coming away with? I think in pre-season we shouldn't talk about the title. I think no one in the Premier League can do that well, except it's City. The same message, isn't same it? Same message. Yeah, it's, it's, this, it's this narrative of take the pressure off White flag. myself and my players. I don't think it's white flag. I think it's 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 a it's a bit of cuteness and kidology, which I don't think either of them believe. I I think Jurgen Klopp and Ten Hag are two managers who have got great belief in themselves and the squads they're amassing. Sure, and so they should. So and, they should. And, 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 and I mean, th- I mean, it's funny, isn't it? When you think back to someone like Mourinho, you know what he'd say? Yeah, we can mm, win it mm, mm. because that's the way he is. Wait, boil but, it down, Alex. Who will be City's biggest title challenger? I think Arsenal. I, th- I think when you look at last season, they'll have learnt from that. And City were relentless towards the end of the season. We we can't take that away from them. But there was an element of the pressure getting to Arsenal. Well, you look, got, you look but, at that ridiculous game at home to Southampton. You can't concede three goals at home to that Southampton team and no, expect to be C- title C- challengers. Crookie, City's relentlessness and their brilliance towards the, end, towards the end of the season was only... It, they were pushed to do that because of Arsenal's yeah, brilliance. Exactly. It wasn't a one-horse race last year. I know they... they Pushed on, but Arsenal's quality was what created City's higher level I at agree. the end. And, and I think people like Bukayo Saka, I don't think he's hit his ceiling yet. I think Martinelli will get better. I think Declan Rice is, is going to be a standout performer for Arsenal. I'm not convinced by Kai Havertz, but it adds a little bit of squad depth. Probably still lacking that number nine, that predator in front of goal. Is, is Jesus going to get 20 goals? Maybe if he plays all the time, but I, I think Arsenal. Personally, I think Arsenal, United and Liverpool will get the top four. I think that'll be the top four. I think I it's going to be really And tight. we need someone to challenge yeah. Manchester City. Big yeah. time. Yeah. Start, middle and end. I think City's, I think City's close... Their, their, their biggest problem is going to be complacency because they've just won the treble. And, and the lost fact the they've co- lost so many key players as well. Well, you say that. Gundogan was massive last season. Yeah, but he wasn't the season before when he won it. 
Oh, he was a big Came player. Came up with the big goals on the last day of the season. He did on the last day, but he didn't start as many games as you think. Bernardo Silva played most of the season next to Rodri. Well, let's boil it down to the break. Is Klopp right? Is next season's title fight a one-horse race once again? And effectively, when you hear Ten Hag, are these clubs, the, the men at the top of these clubs, like Liverpool, like Manchester United, are they waving the white flag seemingly already before a ball is kicked in anger? City's title, are they right to do that? The world's most dangerous download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. So, Danny, let's get to it. Liverpool, going into this season, new captain. Uh, Virgil van Dijk he wore the armband with Liverpool eight times last season Alexander Arnold succeeds Milner who's gone to Brighton of course as the vice captain number one is that the right decision in your view would you have said Virgil step up here's the armband I think it's the obvious decision in that he's been wearing the armband when Jordan Henderson or James Milner wasn't there so it it, it was a no brainer in that respect He's, he's obviously a huge presence players respect him look up to him Super talent. Yeah, it was a pretty obvious one. The only only person... I talked about this with Bentley on Monday, but I didn't actually... We didn't go into alternatives. We Robertson? Just, yeah. I think Robbo was the other... The, what, the, the obvious choice that springs to mind. You See, for me, you always want a captain who's going to be playing mm. and someone who's going to be part of your future plans. And there's very few better left-backs in Europe than Robbo. And I love his fire. Now, Jurgen Klopp might be thinking the captaincy with Robbo might add fuel to that fire and make him even more temperamental but I don't think so I think it'd probably do the opposite and make him calm down a little bit more at times and I I also think it could be positive for Virgil in that he'll take this on board and have to be a bit more what's the word he'll have to be he'll have to show his leadership more with the other players galvanise them a bit more and and, and dictate a bit more and know when to give a rollick in and when to help others around him I think he's his, his wisdom is there now. He's been in the he's been in the Liverpool team a long time, so he knows what he can and can't do himself. He's now in a position where he should be able to help others around him and organise and kick up the back like Jordan did. He does, but he didn't have the best season last I was season. Just about did to say it? That. Does it heap more pressure on him? I think he's the type who kick on from it. Do you know what? Funnily enough, we had a we had a brilliant centre half of Liverpool. Who you remember was there for years, Sammy Ipia. Oh yeah, what a wonderful talent and reminds me of Verge in some ways. You know, that super calmness, great aerial presence. And the captaincy got to him. They gave, they ended up taking it off him and giving it to Stevie G at a really young age, if you recall. And I think they did that because they felt it was affecting him, his performances. And it, So that can happen, whereas it galvanised Stevie. I don't think Van Dijk will wear it as a burden. I think it'll take him on. I think it'll kick him on. Do you think he's affected Maguire at Manchester United? Yep. Is that part of his issue? Well, I, I said last the beginning of last season, it would have been the best move to... If Maguire take the armband off him, let him play because he's a good player. You know the the captaincy of Man United is a huge, huge burden. If you're not somebody who's that way inclined, he's not a brilliant communicator. Although he's a good lad and a great pro, you know, trains are pretty, supposed to be really good, train really good leader Bruno. in that. No, yeah. talking about Maguire. Oh, Maguire. I don't think it helped him having the armband. It just heaped more pressure on him. Yeah, he I became agree. he became the scapegoat. You know, and then up for interviews when no one else would talk. So back to Liverpool, I, I I think it makes sense for Van Dijk, but it certainly wouldn't have surprised me and it wouldn't have worried me to have Robbo as a captain. But he's got the attributes, Van Dijk. That's what you're saying. I think he needs to get a bit more angry and aggressive at times and, and, and that forceful physicality that he, he, he should have more of. Yeah, I know he's calm and there's something great about calmness being a leader and a captain, but... I mean, it's not, it's not him to get angry, is it? He doesn't, he doesn't really... I don't he's not mean angry, angry where it's detriment to... Uh, passionate with other players demanding more from them 
That's where what I'm trying to say. Is the role of a modern-day Premier League captain any more than a ceremonial one, though? Because you don't get your Roy Keynes and your Steven Gerrards anymore. And all the Premier League clubs, certainly the big clubs, have got leadership groups now. So Liverpool will have Van Dijk and Robertson will be part of that group. Trent Alexander-Arnold is part of that group. Spurs have got a leadership group as well. I think a good captain can really make a difference. Still? Yeah. And the right Who's captain? Who's the best captain in the Premier League? Great question. Um, Great question. Best captain in the Premier League? Well, you'd have to... I must rush you. I think I think Henderson for the last few years has been probably the best example. Trippier hasn't been bad at Newcastle. Really good. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. But it's only his first year. Yeah. I think Henderson, for, for the years he's been captain, has had a real impression on the other players Here's around Here's one him. for you. Does Bruno Fernandes fit the bill with the armband at Manchester United? This was Sooners on that. No, he is obviously not a leader. It's, it's as plain as the nose on the end of your face. He is not a leader. His attitude when they went 3-0 down, down at Liverpool was appalling. You would not want to be in the trenches with him. Simple as. Fernandes, you'll see, be a star when they're on top and they're on the front foot. And he's creative and he is a real talent. He is a real talent. Mm-hmm. But he showed a side to him that day at Anfield, which is very unattractive. But this, the manager man you have right now is willing to overlook that because he knows going forward... That he will win him games, he will score him goals, but in his head, the manager's head, he will know the first time I come up against a really difficult situation again, is he going to go missing? What do you make of that, Danny? I was in full agreement with Sunes when after that Liverpool United game. I actually went on one of the shows here. Yeah, I don't know if it was this one. Saying, I, I remember. Yeah. I don't think United can ever win the Premier League with him as captain. I said. I have to say, with with Fernandez's behaviour after that game, he changed. He still did the odd silly dive and throwing his arms in the air, but he did improve his behaviour. And I think think he ticks some boxes for captain material, but not enough. I think he still can be a bad example when he's moaning at the world and he's throwing himself about everywhere. I don't, I don't. That's not leadership. I don't think his defensive work is great. I think he's reactive more than proactive. But he's a wonderful player, and his energy and his durability mean that he's probably. I mean, who else at United are you going to give it to? Really, that's a good point. The one I'd say, the one, the obvious candidate I'd say is Martinez. I agree, but he's he, only been there a year. Doesn't matter. Yeah. He, he looks like a real leader. But again, it goes back to what you were saying about Van Dyke. Having decided to strip the captaincy from Maguire, if they didn't give it to Fernandez, how would he have reacted? Because he was the, the, the man on the pitch when Maguire wasn't playing. He wore well, it the depends armband. who you give it to and have that conversation, how you have that conversation. I, I, I still don't think... I'm more with Sooness than not because... I think that Liverpool game could be a watershed moment for him. I agree. I think his attitude improved after It did. That. It really did because I watched it closely. He started yeah. doing... He didn't dive around as much. He didn't whinge at other players much, you know, arms in the air and everyone else's fault but him. I, did, I, think, it, I think it could enhance him. Okay. But if you were saying to me right now, who would I, if I'd have had a choice beginning of the season, Man United manager, I'd have gone Martinez. 100% engagement. Outspoken with White and Jordan. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. world's most dangerous download outspoken with white and jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station talk sport it's another season in the premier league for nottingham forest which is great news for forest fans everywhere bit nip and tuck at one stage but they got there under steve cooper and they lived to fight in the top flight yet again this coming season now steve cooper of course goes into it again as a man in charge i spoke to him a short time ago i said to him what about this season ahead though is it another season of survival well, you definitely have to respect the league. Um, there's no, no doubt about that. And that was one of the big early lessons of last season that the step up from the championship is, is huge. And, and, you, and you know it, but until you actually make that step, that's when you really, really realise there's uh, little, if any, room, room for error. So for sure, you know, that, that'll be at the forefront of our minds. But, you know, but having the year in, in, in the Premier League and having experienced everything, you know, good, bad and, and different, it, it definitely, like, like anything, any experience in life sort of should serve you well going forward. And um, we have to get the balance right between, as I said, really respecting what it takes to, to succeed in any game in the Premier League, but at the same time, try and show a bit of ambition to, to try and build and, and, and improve. So um, that's where we're at, really. It's, uh, it's getting that, that, that balance right. Well, this time last year, it surprised many of us when a huge influx of players came in over the summer at Nottingham Forest. This time, only four Steve through the door. Was that always the plan? No, we need more, Jim. To be honest, I think I think um, I think we've got to be open enough to to uh, talk about signings, you know, because I think that it's quite rightly probably a feeling of because the last summer that you know we just signed a load of players, and of course, what happened last season was was unique and, and I talked quite openly about it, something that never happened before. Ended up becoming a massive motivation for me to make sure that we, we succeeded in a feeling where maybe we couldn't, you know? And, um, but, you know, we, we now are going through that normal process of, we have a squad, but we want to get better because we want to do better than, than last season. And, and to do that, the, the, the main factor is to, is to strengthen the, um, the team and the, and, and the squad and um, two of the guys that were in our team last year were long players, um, the goalkeeper and, and, the, and the left back. So we need to, uh, we still need to replace them and, and, you know, hopefully we're not too far away from that. And like every other manager uh, and team, we also want to um, strengthen all areas. So um, it's a little bit more normal this year than what it was last year, for sure. But, you know, we, we've got the idea that we do want to improve and um, hopefully, you know, by the start of the season and certainly the end of the window, that there, there are some more players that have come in and, 
I'm sure some players that will leave as well. Strangely, you seem to be one of the most scrutinised managers throughout last season. Steve, what do you put that down to? Do, do you envisage the same again? Well, I, I don't know how true that was because um, with, with respect um, to, to all you guys who do a brilliant job, I, I try not to really live in that bubble too much. I try and sort of live in my own uh, bubble and uh, just concentrate on, on, on my work. But I, I think we're all under scrutiny and you know, pressure and we'll all get different different kinds of, of media attention, both, you know, good good and bad. And I've been very lucky over the, the four seasons that large parts of it has been been really positive. So if, if there was some some of the opposite last year, it ain't gonna do me any harm. If anything it's gonna make me stronger and make make me better and that's what I wanna be. So um so I have no problem with with, with that. And uh uh, it's one of them. If you if you don't like it, then don't do it. You know, because we all have a all have a choice. So um, so so it's no problem with me. We're loving life in the Premier League, inclusive of all the the sort of media attention that's on on the team and the club and and the the, the, the coaches, if you like. So um, we've got to be seen to be be thriving in the experience and um, trying to do the best job we can for the club. You'll have noticed this in in your first six games: Arsenal, Manchester United, Chelsea, and Manchester City. What can you do with that, Steve? Welcome back uh, to the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, you look at it in two ways. I mean, first of all, we'll take it game by game. You know, so it is a talking point because of how you just described it. You know, it's look at the first block of games and who we have to play. But we we've got to take it game by game, and um, and what we've got to do more than anything is is have belief in in. You know, achieving in, in every single game because if we don't believe, then you know nobody nobody else is 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 going to. So you can look at all of these things in two ways. You can look at it with with fear, or you can look at it with ambition and motivation to try and do something maybe that's not in, uh, expected on on a particular day. And that's the, that's the brilliance of sport, isn't it? So there's always something that that is achievable. So um, you know, we have work to do. There's no doubt about that. And then when that season starts with Arsenal away, then you know we'll, we'll take it as it comes. But for sure, we'll we'll, uh, we'll be ready for it. Ross Wilson joined in April from Rangers as the club's new chief football officer. How would you describe the working relationship you've got with him early on? Yeah, progressive. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, uh, the club definitely um, needs a sporting director. There's no doubt about that because there's so much stuff that people don't see that the club needs to grow in terms of becoming a real high-performing operation. You could I'll even look behind me now. The city ground is so much work going on. So, what people see is just the team playing on, on on the pitch. But to make the team play well, there's a lot that goes into it now in terms of strategy and structures and, and infrastructure. And um, for sure, we've we've had to build and and are building a lot of them aspects. Hence, why it was so important to to stay in the league. It was it was not just the the status of and and, and the pride of being in the league. It, it also and I think I said straight after. We managed to stay in the league last year. It's just, it was just a huge step in, in allowing the club to continue to grow because there's so much growth to, to be had. And for me, that's the exciting bit, you know, is that um, there's so, so much sort of potential here, which is a little bit strange to say for a club of, of this status and of this size in, in England with the history, etc. But, you know, we spent over a couple of decades outside of the Premier League and that Premier League really moved on in, in the meantime. And... Um, you know, the longer that we can spend in it, the more time it'll give us to try and grow and become a real Premier League operation. And, and that's the ambition, both on and off the pitch. So finally, before a ball is kicked in anger, what would success look like for Nottingham Forest this season? Well, you have to have the ambition, uh, Jim, to, to do better. 
to, to improve, of course, you know. It's clearly that seeing what we went through last year and how tough this league is, one of the objectives, and the first objective, has to be retention. No, no doubt about that, you know, we shouldn't be ashamed to say that. But we'd also, we should also have the ambition to be more than that. But what I do also know is while I sit here now, that we need to strengthen the team, we need to strengthen the squad. So, you know, I can't sit here and, and give you too many quotes on where I think we, we should or could end up. Because, you know, the wind, we, you know we, 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 we need to bring some players in, we need to strengthen the squad. The window's open still for a, a little while. And um, until we know what the team and squad looks like, it, it will be really hard to say what we think we can do. But we know that here we, we want to uh, do better than last year while respecting how tough this league is. Uh, and knowing that the first port of call will be to, uh, to re retain status. That was Steve Cooper of Nottingham Forest speaking to me a short time ago. Uh, Alex has got some interesting transfer news in a moment. Before that, Danny, your take on Cooper. Big fan. I think he's um, a really good coach, an even better person, the way he communicates. Very genuine, very honest. Can, he looks like the type of man you'd really enjoy playing for. He's got a real nice, calm way about him. I think he managed the situation at Forest brilliantly last season under great pressure with the constant chat about his future with the amount of players being brought in with the Greek owner with how quickly he gets rid of yeah and he got the job done he did and the players played for him now their home form was tremendous their away form's got to improve yeah they'll need to tweak a few positions they've lost the left back lost the keeper so he needs to replace them but overall I think they'd have enough in terms of him there is talk well, we were talking in here I don't know where it come from about future England manager well Possibly from a from a talent of his coaching, yeah, but he's Welsh. <laughs> and does that preclude him? We can't have a Welsh, Scottish, or Irish manager. For, was for it England. the under 19s well, that he, well, he, he led to, wasn't English. He led to I glory. Know, look what happened there. Sven wasn't English. Exactly. He's been he won part, nothing. He's been part of the setup before. I mean, Lee Carsley, Republic of Ireland player. No, but he's English, isn't he? Oh, he, come on. He is. He played for Republic of Ireland because of parents, grandparents, whatever. He's heard Lee Carsley talk. He's English. Oh, come on. Right, so that would preclude Cooper. I I would like England to be managed by England English managers. Personally, really? yeah, I think okay. they get it more. Download, stand well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.